Let's Be Legendary podcast is a member of the Nerd and Tie Podcast Network. For more podcasts ranging from true crime to nerd culture and convention news, please visit nerdandtie.com. We strive to make this podcast and story a safe and inclusive place for as many listeners as possible. So if we've missed any content warnings, please feel free to let us know. Content warnings for this episode include fantasy violence, including the use of firearms, adult language, mature themes, emetophobia, or someone throwing up, and a child in danger. When entering a Feylord's realm, keep these rules in mind. Bow to your host. Showing respect is polite. Bring them a gift. A treasure from your realm would please them. Never refuse a dance. Dancing is a tradition that cannot be broken. But most importantly of all, beware who you make an enemy. I will not even give him the sound of my voice. This is the Feywild West. Let's be legendary. Okay. What time of day is it? 9.30-ish. Jareth leave already? Jareth would have already left, yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, so, calmly, I go into Adrian's room. Okay. Hey, sweetie. She's not there. Oh, God. Um, Adrian? No go, answer. Go downstairs. Adrian? No answer. I go and find Renal. She's currently, like, getting breakfast. Hey, uh, have you seen Adrian? No. Uh, sorry, I just got up a little while ago. What? What's wrong? What's wrong? I just can't find her. But in my eyes, there's, like, panic. Okay. Give me one second. Um, I shift into a wolf and I start smelling. Okay. I've come down. <sighs> remain calm. Calm. Remain calm. Remain calm. Okay, I go down to the guest house. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm in wolf form and I'm smelling. Have you seen? Uh, I go. I just go right open to close the mountain. Go close the mountain. The door creaks open. Room's empty. Talia, make me a, a scent check, really quick. Six, Guidance. Sixteen plus seven. 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25. Both of their scents lead out the front door. Oh, God. He is my daughter. What, Martin? It's not Martin. I shift back from wolf form. It's not Martin. What? what did you find? Both their scents lead out the front door. I look out the front of the I just move. Yeah. How far are we away from that structure? Actually, no, you can fly or Cortez can fly. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say Cortez. Which way? 
head towards that structure we saw last night that was only a day's ride. Okay, I send Cortez out. Okay. You send Cortez out. Uh, make a perception check. Uh, he has my advantage? Yep, he has your stats for it, yeah. What was the first thing I rolled? 12. It was 12. Oh, 212, so 17. Okay. You spot a dark form galloping swiftly across the terrain. Is it Moate? No. Oh, okay. Better not be Moate. Is it Uli? No. Okay. It's not Martin's horse. You get a good look at it. It's some kind of steed of spectral shadow. How far away is he? Almost to the structure. So. Cortez at this point is beyond the range of just like natural, like you being able to tell him directly what to do. Okay. They must have been riding all through the night. How does your teleportation work? Do you have to physically be in there or can you I mean, look you at a location and see? You mean the, what do you mean, Feywild? Yeah. Uh, I think I have to physically be there. I've never tried it. Because you can see the location, can't you? Through Cortez's eyes. Can you try? I can try. I think Cortez just knows to come back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Um, while Cortez is uh, flying back down, I run into the house, mm-hmm. scribble on a piece of paper very fast. I hope she can read this. Sarah, I need a favor. Tell James to keep Jareth away from the house. There's danger. And then I put it in that thing that we have that allows her to get messages Ooh. instantly. Yeah. I haven't used that because I don't want to bother her, but this is an emergency and I'm really scared. So <laughs> um, <laughs> try not to cry. Uh, so I put that message in there. Go. Yeah. Try port. Okay, so I open the door to the room of Pale Shadows. Everyone's through. Okay. I look at a tree. Find a tree. A nice tree. And I concentrate really hard. I'm also trying to, one, stay calm, which is. <laughs> and two, like, trying to draw the power of the realm to me to aid in my concentration. And I try to picture what I saw through Cortez's eyes. And I do the exact same thing as I usually do to open doors to different mm-hmm. places. And I try to open a door in that vicinity. Roll me a d20. Chris, pick a d20. Wrong one. Because um, <laughs> that's what matters. It's our kid, man. Um, you want the box? No. 11. No. It doesn't work. And I'm sorry, but you gained two levels of exhaustion. <sighs> okay. What's, what does that? What does level two exhaustion mean? You have disadvantage on ability checks, and your speed is halved. Is halved. <sighs> Can I try again? Will be a disadvantage. What if I use Greater Resto twice? Uh, if you use Greater Restoration, that'll actually clear it all up. Okay, so I cast Vital Restoration on myself. I'm doing this without luck, because mm-hmm. I blew all of it trying to talk to Mom. Actually, I need to use my crystal first. Okay. For Greater Resto. Okay. Did I get a sense that it's possible? Yes. 
Okay. You felt the space bend. Okay, I'm going to try again. Another 11. Ah. Again, you feel... It's like pushing at a big foam mat. You yeah. can tell there's give. And another two levels of exhaustion. I cast, now I uh. do cast Greater Restoration on myself. Okay. I'm going to try again. 18. That's exactly what you needed. Oh my god! <laughs> Summoning the might... What little might of your realm there is. Mm -hmm. You push open a door. Not only in another place, but another place without doorway, without tree, without structure. You push a door open in open space. And step out. No, I push. I beg, uh, they go through first in case it closes behind me. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. Go, okay. Go. But I hold on. I keep. Yeah, yeah. I keep yeah. a hold on. Your. Everyone hold hands. You all exit out, and you have halved the distance between you and your daughter. So we're at the ruins. Two hours ride now, outside of the ruins. All right, I shift into a direwolf and get let them both get on, and I book it. All yeah. right. Two hours run, and you come to a skidding halt at the edge of a canyon that suddenly opens out in front of you, and you are looking straight down into an ancient, ancient city. It sticks out of the canyon at all angles, up from the floor and the walls. Old structures of that same stone. How big is it? Like, how big does this canyon, like, stretch on? Across? It's probably a mile. Lengthwise, to the north and south, you don't see the end. Um, my shift is about to run out, so do I smell anything or do I see anything? Uh, perception check, both sight and smell, please. Guidance! Uh, sight is uh, 15, 16, 17, okay. 18. Do you give me guidance for the other one? Mm -hmm. 11, 12, 13 plus 7 for smell. Okay. You are able to track them. You don't see them, but you're able to follow the smell down a crisscross path down into the canyon. I probably my shift yeah. probably gives out as yeah. soon as we get down. Uh, guys, are you alright, Talia? I'm fine. Which way? Can you can you tell which ways they've gone? I think so. Yeah. Which way? I get up and lead. I think Cortez out in the direction you. Yeah. The scent leads you winding through these. You're not sure if they're streets because at some point you think you're at the base of a building, but other times it seems you're at the roof of another building. 
as you're walking through. The geography of this city is kind of escaping you. Mm-hmm. So I'm following their scent. And I've sent Cortez out and looking through his eyes. Okay. Looking through Cortez's eyes, you just see expanse of city down this canyon. Following the scent, though, Talia, you follow it to a massive pyramid-like structure. Flat stone, that same pitted texture to it, and a dark doorway that stands open. That's where the scent leads. Over you. Here we go. I I look over at Renal. Renal, you don't have to. We're getting your kid. Uh, before we go in, I cast Death Ward on all of us. Okay. I turn my coat on, and I summon Grave Silence. Let's go. You enter into. The inky blackness, your dark vision lending you some low light vision. I take it a torch and cast light on it. Okay. Immediately upon entering inside, the ceiling is high above you. The hallways are 30 feet wide, and every inch of the wall is intricately carved with scenes of war and battles, elven warriors crushing other forces. I keep heading in, following that scent. I'm looking around, but I'm more focused on that scent. Mm -hmm. The hallway begins to slope down and down and down. You see other archways leading off, but the scent is ahead and turns some corners and continues to go down. You're walking this hallway for about two hours. Two hours we're going down that thing? (sighs) Okay. There are hundreds of other hallways that you pass by. But I'm still following. But you're still following the scent. Okay. Everything is silent here. Your steps, your breath, the only sounds. Is the air stale? Like it hasn't been opened for a while? Yeah. Um, here's another question. Detritus. Are the pathways pretty clear? Up here, they are pristine. Nothing but dust. Just keep going. On the walls, you continuously see depictions of carnage. Always elven forces destroying somebody. Humans, dwarves, dragons, and interspersed occasionally leading the forces or sometimes standing on top of a pile of corpses is a single figure. His sharp elven features stare out from the wall, a haughty look always on his face crown resting on his head. Emperor Anthonius, you continue down until you are suddenly on a balcony and 
you are underground, looking out over towering structures, some that rise above the level of the balcony and go. As you look above, you see a ceiling of earth and rock, some of the structures going up through the layer of earth. You see stone walkways crisscrossing through the air, leading from building to building. Just see this massive expanse of a city. All underground. All underground. All fallen. All hidden. Preserved. And it's just silent. Is there a way off this balcony? There is. And actually, give me a perception check. Give me another smell one as well, but yeah. Twenty sleep. Uh, I don't see much. Nat twenty for smell. You're able to continue the scent as you're standing on the balcony. Somewhere down below, in the distance, you hear a single sound. A little cry. Is it Adelian? Yeah. Okay. There's a stairway off this balcony that takes you down to another level and back inside and further down. I'm following that scent. Okay. As you get down into these lower levels, there is some detritus. Some signs of small creatures Mm -hmm. coming in and living. And in a couple of places you see footprints in the dust. Sandals about the size of Brother Martin's and the occasional steps, the occasional drag marks of somebody smaller. You know, sometimes the smaller footprints disappear for a while and then start up again. Okay. I'm not stopping until we come in contact with them. Okay. You follow it down and down. You have to be below the level of the buildings you saw looking out from the balcony now. Ascent continues downward. The chambers you pass by, hallways as grand as the ones you're walking through, dining chambers, entertaining halls, all with the same intricate carvings. And the thing is, not a single scene repeats itself. In the hours you have been walking, it's always a fresh scene of carnage carved on the walls. Can I hear Adrian crying still? No. You come out into a another massive chamber. The ceiling goes up and away into the darkness, the walls disappearing from either side. And in front of you is a room full of stone coffins. Oh, Jesus. One every five feet. And you both hear Adrian's cry from somewhere deep in this room. I'm I'm following the scent. You follow it. 
because we are walking, I am playing so loud, and it's trying. I am trying to be coherent, but it just comes down to Undertaker. Please don't take my daughter. You continue into this chamber, and then stop. There's a green light ahead. Brother Martin standing in a circle. Adrian is on the ground outside the circle, her hands and feet bound. And he turns to look at you. The makeup is completely gone from his face. His skin is blistering and pockmarked. Looks like he's severely sunburned and there are burn scars around his eyes that are glowing with green fire as he turns and looks at you. Welcome to my realm. I apologize for the lack of staff. Allow me to fix that. And he raises his arms. The stone coffins all around you crack and hiss as they open. Roll for initiative. Ooh, okay. Nat 20. Okay, Renal gets to go first what? as she also rolled a nat 20 and has a plus three to dex. Okay, okay. <laughs> and their tops are shoved off, revealing skeletal undead. Ooh, what? It's fucking hate undead. <laughs> yeah, me too. As they crawl forward, surrounding all of you, there is a stone coffin within every five feet. There is a four by five grid of stone coffins. You see 20. And there are more in the darkness. There are more in the darkness. Okay, okay, this is fine. This is fine. This is fine. We got this. So Renal goes first, immediately going into a rage and growing. Hey, look, she's a grower and a shower. She is just going to start swinging at the ones right next to her. <laughs> One of the ones next to her, she doesn't even need to roll for. She just bowls it over. She just bowls it over and it shatters into pieces. Nice. Uh, the other one, however, she is reckless attacking. Yeah, that'll hit it. The one right behind you, Celine, gets knocked down. Cool. The one t- to your front and left is also hit and takes a good 19 points of damage. Uh, it is now your turn, Celine. Okay. I go up to you, Talia. I mm. cast Holy Weapon okay. on Death Whisper. Okay. Put it in my halo and fly up. You fly up. Mm-hmm. That no, does. Not terribly high. But far enough out of reach that there are some opportunity attacks coming. Okay. 14 does not hit you. 26 does. Yep. So you take 12 points of slashing damage and eight points of necrotic damage. Ow! Okay. So for a total of 20 damage from that attack. Okay. Ow! It is now Anthonius's turn. So as a legendary action, it's actually going to command the Shambling Hordes and all of these guys are going to move one, two, three. So I flew up now. So they all move up slowly, shambling in towards you, surrounding you. And then for his turn, he's gonna go ahead and chuck a bolt 
of green energy at you, Selene. Okay. Does a total 20 hit you, Selene? No. It does not, thanks to the new mithril armor. Thank you, River King. You are the best. So this greenish light, this sickly gray ray of light springs forth from his outstretched index finger and slams into your shield and has no effect. That is his turn. Zombies were supposed to go before him. Nope, they don't get to go at all. They'll go after him. Nope, they don't get to go at all. They miss our towns. They just didn't do anything. That's not how this works. Yeah, yeah, it is. So six zombies are able to attack. So none of them can reach you, Selene. Both of those miss. Does a 22 hit you, Talia? Does that roll the disadvantage? Thank you for reminding me. Hang on. My coat's been activated this whole time. It has indeed. And you look so, so cool. Thank you. You look so fucking cool. Did they take poison damage? They are immune to poison. That's what I figured. That's a 10. And then that's another 10. Okay. None of those two hit you. Two of the zombies that come up to you are wearing some sort of standard military gear. Mm-hmm. Shamble up to you and take swings, but you manage to duck and dodge the smoke of your cloak, obscuring your form. Three others approach you. These are also wearing military garb, but seem to be of a higher ranking. The three of them are going to come up wielding a kopesh each, and they are going to make their attacks. Also at disadvantage because of the awesome cloak I gave you. Excuse me, Alanist gave them that cloak. Yes, but she's Alanist. Well, Alanist isn't here, she is. 19 does not hit you, does it? Okie dokie. That's one attack. That'll hit. That's a crit. So 10 does not hit you. 14 does not hit you. And 11 does not hit you. A 23 hits you. Okay. The the 16, so that won't hit. So we have two hits on you, one crit. So crit first. So 30 from the crit. Mm -hmm. 21 and 23 from the other two hits. So these captains, sergeants, whatever they are, come up to you with their kopeshes, each of them swinging twice, and they manage to land a total of three strikes against you, one of them being a crit, as it takes you from the top of your right shoulder down to about mid-chest, slash across. And with every strike, you feel just this draining necrotic damage seeping into you. It is now your turn, Talia. Okay. Gloves of haste. Okay. I'm going to use one of them to shift, so I'm up to 22. Okay. So I'm going to try and take out the three that are directly pinned in front of me. Not one. I get bit. Okay. 15 plus 13. That'll hit. Okay. 15. Total of 15 will not hit. One hit. Okay. 19. Total of 19? Yeah. Okay. All right. And part of that was radiant. Right. Oh. I forgot about that. Holy weapon. 13 radiant. And these are undead. So you take three quick shots. The first one, something goes wrong and Grave Silence bites, doing a D6 of necrotic damage to you. The second one hits, the third one misses. But the one that hit the radiant damage from Holy Weapon burns into the undead, leaving a much larger hole. That might not be the same to all of them, but to that 
stronger commander type that is the case. Okay. It is now Adrian's turn. Oh, God, she's got a shiv made out of, like, a sharpened paintbrush. Perception checks from both of you, please. 21. So throughout all of this, everything that's happening around you is a haze. Both of your attention is deadlocked on Adrian. Yeah. You see her crying and squirming on the ground, trying to get free of her binding. And then she curls up in a ball, clenching her fists and her eyes closed. And then all of a sudden she vanishes. Her bindings fall limp to the ground. Adrian? Yeah. Okay. You also notice that Anthonius does not seem to be aware of this. It is now Renal's. As she moves forward, Renal is going to enter a frenzied rage, meaning she gets three attacks each turn. That will hit. That will hit. That will not hit. Two of her attacks hit the skeletons in front of her. Actually... So two skeletons next to her, they're a very brittle type. Mm -hmm. They are just felled immediately under her blade. And Selene, it is your turn. Okay, I can't speak like aliens. Okay. But usually they are ghosties. Mm -hmm. This time they are just sleevings. Three rings. Mm -hmm. Curious choice. Yeah. So everybody's definitely within range. Mm -hmm. I have a bunch of wisdom rolls. Mm -hmm. And keep in mind, this is alien damage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it, it will affect some of them more than others. Mm-hmm. Not bad. 17. 17. Okay. So you cast Spirit Guardians. And as you cast it, you manifest the energy as three spinning rings that sweep through the undead horde. Six of them are cut in half at the waist as it passes through them. A number of other ones succeed, most fail. The three captain-looking ones, the ones that have more necrotic energy poured into them, Mm -hmm. take extra damage from the radiance as it burns their rotting flesh. Mm -hmm. The horde's turn. As more begin to show up on the edge of your light spell. Mm. And these ones move in closer. These guys have to make all the saves again over, don't they? Mm -hmm. Yep, got it. Oh, spirit guardians. <laughs> Go ahead and roll the damage for me again, Celine. Sure. Stealth team. Okay, so all the skeletons moved. Some of them actually a lot faster than you thought they should be able to, Celine, especially given the presence of spirit guardians. Okay, well, that's a, we'll put a pin in that. And now they're going to make their attacks. So still none of them able to reach you, Celine. So, all at disadvantage against you, though. Mm. All of them, all five that are taking swings on you, you are just ducking and dodging. One of them actually misses so badly that its sword tangles with one of the others. (laughs) Ah. And the ones on Renal are going to go. So five of the skeletons swing down at Renal, three with these dark obsidian black blades. Two of them punching at her with their rotting fists. And she takes a number of hits. Remember she's got death four. Yep. Isn't she like raging so she only gets half Yeah. I will tell you though, this round with all the damage she took, even halved. 
she took 84 points of damage. Yikes. What's her, what is her hit point? Her hit points are 150. Oof. Whether to run or not. Like one round, I was half. Yeah. You don't have enough healing spells for this. Nobody can turn on dead. So that was the undead horde's turn. Now it is Anthonius's turn. God dang it. That doesn't count as his turn too? Nope. He's going to tell these to move forward. He is going to point up again at Euseline with another green ray. Bad idea. And miss horribly. <laughs> doesn't even hit your shield. It blasts off to the side of you. All right, Tally, it is your turn. All right, I'm just going to start shooting. Okay. 23. That'll hit. 17 plus 13. That'll hit. 13 plus 13. That'll hit. 13 plus 13. That'll hit. 23. Yeah, that'll, those all hit. And all with radiant damage as well. 20 normal and 10 radiant. 12 normal and 9 radiant. Uh, 12 normal, 6 radiant. Nice. 18 normal, 9 radiant. 9 normal. Okay, your five shots. Again, the radiant damage doing much more as the radiant damage burns into them, burning away the necrotic energy. The last two go into the soldier types, and they don't seem to take the same, like, extra effect of radiant damage, but it still really hurts them. Adrian's turn. Talia, in the midst of all of this, as you... Talia has panic. Yeah. Like she is straight up hyperventilating. You suddenly feel something tugging at your pant leg. Adrian is right next to you. <laughs> Put her in the bag of bolts. Oh my God. <laughs> she's behind, or next to me? Yeah. Okay. She's essentially standing in the same space as you since she's yeah. small enough to do that. Is she standing under the coat? Yeah. Yeah, I'll go ahead and say yes. Okay. I, I give her like a, a panic look. <laughs> you okay? Yeah, I'm just worried. Okay. She's safe. Okay. Well, she's, no, she's not actually. But, but she's here. She's, she's next to me. She's, she's not next to him, so that's what matters. It is now Renal's turn. In the middle of combat, she takes a second to down what looks to be a rather large healing potion. It's like one of those iced tea jugs you get at a gas station. It's like mm -hmm. a gallon and she just, just <laughs> in fact, she doesn't even drink it. She just inhale, just like shoves the bottle into her mouth. And then like, she unhinges her jaw. <laughs> However, in about halfway through swallowing it, she chokes, retches, and it all comes pouring back out on the pavement. The light red of the potion mixed with a dark red of blood. She's going to go ahead and make her other two attacks and crits. Nice. And hits. So she crits. So the one she hits looks like three points away from death. Two massive swings. Almost takes his head clean off, but not quite. And Selene, it is now your turn. I cast spiritual weapons right behind Malsonius. Okay. It is a baseball bat. 17. That'll hit him. Oh, cool. So 10. Okay. And there was a bonus action. Uh-huh. I turn undead. And as I do so, I say, I am the wanderer in white. You will be purified. Nice. Thank you, batter. Okay, none of them are two or lower, so none of them are destroyed. So all of the ones 
outside of your spiritual guardians fail. Mm -hmm. And are, those ones are below challenge rating too. So all of those are just destroyed. Purification complete. So the ones that had been edging in from just outside of your light spell mm -hmm. are just evaporated by the turn undead. The ones close to you. So if one of the soldiers succeeds, one of the captains succeeds. So on their turn, which is now, they both have to make wisdom saves and run. Mm -hmm. Go ahead and roll the 3d8 damage. 3d8. 13. 13, okay, dokie. The one that was going to be able to stay of the soldiers is destroyed by the spiritual guardians. Mm -hmm. Most of the rest begin to run away. A bunch of these start disappearing beyond the view of your light. Mm -hmm. So the only two left in your sight are one of the captains and one of the zombies. That captain is going to take its swings at you, Talia, at disadvantage still. That's a miss. That's a miss. One of the zombies is going to take its two swings at Renal and hit. So that's the horde's turn as the captain tries to take two swings at you, Talia, and still cannot seem to land a blow. The zombie, however, lands a hit on Renal, and there are black spiderweb veins going across her skin. Can I figure out what's going on with uh, Not at the second, okay. as it is Anthonius's turn. Okay. He's going to smile at you. How long can you keep this up, Selene? How long can you keep this up, Taolin? This is my kingdom. Then it's clearly gonna suck when you die in it again. He raises his hands again and stepping back into your light are more soldiers and captains, fresh ones. You saw the carvings, did you not? Every single chiseled figure represented a member of my army. You will meet your death here. I am not a slave. You will die all the same. And that's his turn. <laughs> no, he spent his turn summoning more undead. And talking. You spent your turn monologuing. Tally, it is your turn. How fast do these things go? They seem to go six spaces per turn, regardless of whether or not they're within spirit guardians. I unsummon Grave Silence and I pick up Adrian and I disengage and I scream to run. Where are you running to? Back where we came. Okay. So you pick up Adrian and begin running, disengaging so it doesn't get an opportunity attack. And then it is Renal's turn seeing you run. She also disengages and flees. And Celine, it is your turn. It is not my time, but yours will come soon enough. Mm -hmm. I also disengage. All right, you all fly back down the corridor you had come in through. You hear Talon's laughter follow you down the corridor. The clattering of undead footsteps closing in behind you, filling the room, and then the hallway behind you. You turn and look, and while you are gaining ground on them, they are giving pursuit. Undead eyes staring at you as they unthinkingly 
charge down the hallway. Can we do something as we're running? Yeah, you can do stuff as you run. Also, you're passing by corridors on your left and right as you go. What does dust of disappearance do? You throw the dust in the air and every creature and object within 10 feet of you become invisible for 2d4 minutes. Well, we can do that. But we're done. It is one use. That's all we need. Talia, you're able to cast up the dust and all of you become invisible. I'm just gonna go ahead and say for eight minutes. As I do that, I say to the right and we all turn down a corridor to the right. Okay. Yeah, we just keep running down a corridor to the right until Okay. I don't know what's down this what's down this way. So as you turn to the right and continue to charge down a bit, there are some corridors and some rooms, smaller chambers to both your right and left. I see a smaller room since they can't see me mm-hmm. since we're all visible. I say to the right and okay. we see a, a door. Yep. So you all duck in and you're able to pull the plank out, which becomes visible <laughs> once you it's take okay. it out of the bag of holding. It's okay. That's fine. We're in a room, hopefully, so yeah. Okay, you put the plank against the wall, the doorknob against the plank. Mm -hmm. It doesn't open. And there's a glowing hum as green energy courses down grooves carved in the walls, down the hallway. I take it off. Do I hear anything? Perception checks. 22. 22. Listening. You don't think anybody saw the green energy. You didn't leave it on long enough for the warning to go far enough out. You hear the sounds of shuffling footsteps, but they're far away, probably down the first corridor still. I would still rather move further. Okay. Just to be safe. Yes. So I relay that and okay. mm-hmm. we keep moving. Now, we're not running this mm-hmm. time. We're just like trying to keep low profile down the corridor. Okay. You continue on further and further down these corridors and you can tell they're slowly sloping further down. It comes to a T intersection at one point. Do you go right or left? How long did that take to get? About an hour. Oh, once the oh. the dust wore off, we stopped. Oh, okay. And are hiding. Oh, okay. No, okay. I'm not walking the fucking streets. Okay. Cool. Okay. All right. No, I'm not. I'm not trying to get that far away. Just away enough that okay. we are can hide. To answer right. your question, left. So you guys take a first a corridor to the left and then that's before way before the T intersection so you take a corridor to the left and then find a small room what actually looks like was once some kind of staff quarters okay there's a number of rotted out low cots essentially just pallets lining the ground a centuries cold fire pit planning on starting any fires, so we're yeah. Can I hear anything? Silence. Renal sighs and slumps against the wall and slides down to the floor. I go over to her. Can I tell it's calm? <coughs> uh, medicine check? Well, uh, 17. 17, okay. She has dark black spiderweb veins mm-hmm. crisscrossing her skin. She is cold and clammy to the touch. She is coughing up blood mixed with dust. And you can tell that it's a curse of some kind and it is literally disintegrating her from the inside out. I cast Great Delestillation on it. It does nothing. Can you break a curse? I can try, I cast Remove Chaos. That does work. 
as you cast the spell, warmth suffuses her body from where you touch it, spreading out. And with the warmth, the spiderweb veins fade and disappear. Uh, I cast Cure Wounds level one. Okay. Okay. And then let's add my wisdom. Your wisdom. wisdom. Okay, so it's uh, six points of healing. Okay, it helps. <sighs> How are you doing? Uh, well, once I, we know yeah. Renal's all right, I, I'm checking over Adrian mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. like, are you okay? She's clinging to you. I'm clinging right back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, I'm going to go cling in a second. Just give me give me a moment. Yeah. But checking her over, she seems to be unhurt aside from scrapes and bruises and some rope burns around her wrist. <laughs> Use both crystals on Renal and give her 20 more points of healing. Okay. Thanks. <sighs> Do you need him out? Are we able to rest? I think so now. Okay. I'll be fine. How about you, Talia? I'm fine. Are you sure? Yeah. Adrian. Adrian. Mm-hmm. I go out to her. She's just sobbing into Talia's shoulder. Yeah, I like wrap my arms around Bozer and Talia and just cling to both of you. Talia's crying. But she's okay. Yes, we are okay. We are. Well, yeah. For now. For now. For now, we are. We are okay. What's up with the house? I don't know. It doesn't work. It didn't work on the ruins. I'm guessing it's anywhere in here. There are no doorways. There are no doors. Actual doors. Uh, there are no closable doors here. So, we're trapped in a megalithic ancient city, crawling with undead. We got the kid. Do we get out? I could find a way out, but... What? What happens when we get out? And Celine looks down. I don't know. Why do we have to get out of here? Okay, so we rest. We try to get out. Fuck whatever this guy's doing. Yeah. First step is we get out. I have an idea. It's not a very good one, but it is an idea. What? You can cast Minor Illusion? Yeah. Can you make a door? In one of the outways? Yeah. I do so. Okay. I try to open up my realm on this illusion door. Doesn't work. So that, that was clever, but I'm I'm really sorry that. that That's fine. <laughs> it was a long shot. Yeah. First step is we get out. Then what? I get Adrian back in the door. Warn some people, and then figure out how to kill him. I care about that. Fuck him. Let's just go. This whole thing was a fucking setup. It was, but... I'm, st- I'm also checking over Adrian, just if I can detect any any other kind of anything else that she might have suffered. Medicine check? Medicine check. 19. In her hand, there's a small burn mark and a couple of small cuts. When did you get this? She looks at it. He put something in my hand. What did he put in your hand? Rock. What kind of rock? She holds up her fingers about two inches of long. It was glowing. Did anything happen? It hurt my hand. 
Did you, you didn't see anything? She shakes her head. It shattered in my hand. I'll look at Talia. Talia like shrugs. No, my cast kill one's level one on now. Okay. Do I need to roll? No. Okay. Okay, seriously though, why do we give a fuck what this sicko Martin wants? It's not Mountain. Huh? It is not Mountain. It is his body. But it is not his spirit. His spirit is with Mother. And the Undertaker. He was possessed the whole time. Oh, fuck. Understatement. <sighs> we let the decaying spirit of the tyrant Anthonius in our house this whole time. I knew something was wrong. Okay, but why take the kid? He was almost here. I don't know. Adrian, did he say anything to you? He said he heard you and Mommy talking. That you wanted to see me. So I came downstairs. You did nothing wrong, Adrian. You need to know that. Look at me. You did nothing wrong. She nods, but leans into Talia's shoulder more. I'm so sorry, sweetheart. This was our fault. This was his fault. Talia, you look at me too. This was no one's fault but his. First things first, we have to get out of here and warn someone. We do. Who do we want? At least District 1. Yes. Any ideas how to get out of here? Give me a minute to rest. Because. Then I'll see what my wolf senses can do. You need to believe me when I tell you this, Talia. This was not our fault. This was not your fault. There was no way we could have known. Let me rest. And then let's get out of here. And figure out what to do. You too. Alright. So I'm gonna rest to get my shifts back. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't let go of Adrian. Okay. And, but I am listening mm-hmm. for anything. You're taking a short rest. Yeah. Okay. As we are resting, I take out my cows, but my hands are shaking so bad that I drop them. You drop the deck. They all scatter, but all but three of them land face down. Which ones land face up? The Empress, the world inverted, and the tower upright. And how they land, the tower lands on top of the world with the empress off to the side angled as if pointing towards them. I don't pick up my cows, but I sit down. I think the undertaker is trying to tell me something. What does it mean? The empress means (laughs) beauty and abundance. The world inverted means lack of closure. And the tower means change through destruction. 
We have to try and stop him. But we gotta try to get Adrian out of here. I agree. Okay. We have to stop him and get the kid out of here. And warn somebody in case the two of us don't make it out. <sighs> Alright. She starts to stand up. I'll get the kid out. What? I saw both of you in that fight. You saw me back there. What do you mean? Fuck, if that fight got any hairier, I would have been in your way. I'll take the kid out. You go stop this bastard from whatever he's doing. I toss her the door. Mm-hmm. Get Adrian to Airpike. We sent a note. Someone might be waiting for you when you open the door. Get her to Airpike. Keep her with Jareth. I'll get her out. You have my word. Um, I also hand her uh, another superior healing potion. Okay. And uh, a haste potion. What's this one? It'll make you really, really fast. Cool. Are you going to be able to find your way out? You're not the only one who can track. We'll make it out. I promise. All right. What's Celine doing? Still hands these sleek cows. All right. I, I, I hug Adrian to me. Arnold's going to get you out, okay? I don't want to leave you. I know, honey, but it's not safe here. We're going to try and stop this. We'll be back, okay? But it's not safe for you. Find Talden, okay? Stay with them. Okay. I'm so sorry. She begins to cry and hugs you again. Talia starts crying again. I stand up and go over to you. Just know, Adrian, we love you so much. And you do not need to be afraid. And hey, you're gonna be our big sister. She keeps crying and reaches out for you too, Celine. Hug her and Talia together. Renal puts her hand on your shoulder, Talia. No matter what, Adrian. We love you. She stops crying long enough to say, I love you, mommies. I hand her over to Arnold. Arnold takes her. All right, kid. Let's get you out of here. Same. You too. We're always safe. She nods and heads out the door. We hope you have enjoyed this episode of the Feywild West, presented by Let's Be Legendary Podcast. If you're enjoying our story, please take a moment to leave us a rating and a review, or maybe send a tweet about today's episode. Every little bit helps. Speaking of social media, you can find the links to all of ours at letsbelegendarypodcast.com or in the show notes. If you're into community, we've built up a pretty awesome one on Discord. You can find a link to that too in the show notes and on our website. 
If you want to go a step further, consider supporting us on Patreon. All episodes get posted there early, as well as extra series to follow, like Bonus Round and The Shadow of Ravenloft. Link is also in the show notes and website. Talia Argent-Grey is played by Chris Sass Council. Celine Argent-Grey is played by Megzi Sass Council. The Queen of Night and Magic is Jess Richards, and our Dungeon Master is Molly Hexcroft. Audio producer and writer is Molly Hexcroft, pronouns she, her. Lead writer, editor, and audio producer is Jess Richards, pronouns they, them. Assistant audio mixer, social media, and community manager is Megzi Sass Council, pronouns she, her. And executive producer, creative director, audio mixer, social media, and community manager is Chris Sass Council, pronouns they, them. Credits for music and sound effects can be found in the show notes. Celine's tarot deck is the Marigold deck by Amrit S. Brar and the tarot guide used in-game can be found at biddytarot.com. Thanks for listening, and stay legendary!